0: you are now listening to the i should have captain podcast it is time for game week 12 and i intend to captain mo salah Been a while man international breaks need to stop thankfully there isn't another international break up until the new year in 2022 now obviously uh, as a canadian i am very proud to say that canada is leading north america uh, especially in the world cup qualifiers i had i don't think i've ever heard of anything like this um it's it's wild to imagine as a canadian just to see how well the country is doing in sports especially in football from both the female side where we just won the olympic gold medal and now even the men are also doing their thing leading all of north america just beat mexico unreal anyways back into fbl and obviously trying to get our own point so we can join the champions at the end of the season in celebrating in terms of game week 12, there's some interesting fixtures coming up, of course. Um, in terms of captaincy, we already talked about how I intend to captain Salah. But if I did not have Salah, or for whatever reason, which probably wouldn't happen this season, if I had Ronaldo, I should say, I would also consider captaining him. Uh, Watford is who they play away. And Watford have been atrocious defensively. Still with a bunch of injuries, which we will get to in the injury report. But Ronaldo against Watford would be another option. And then, of course, you've got Harry Kane with a new manager who's playing at home for the very first time. I also am considering between Harry Kane at home for the first time on the Conte or Salah, who has just been the magic man at home against Arsenal. Arsenal, of course, is the better defensive team, but Salah is pretty much the best player right now on the planet, probably. You can argue this between him and Benzema, but again, Mo Salah right now is just on another level. Um, other captaincy choices, obviously, to consider. Phil Foden against Everton. Now, I'm, I am concerned that he could got a knock um, after coming back from the international break. So I wouldn't be willing to give him a captaincy band. I'd I rather give a captaincy, uh, my captaincy anyways, to someone who is guaranteed to start. It's a high-risk move because Everton are depleted. And of course, they've been atrocious recently. It's a high-risk, high-reward kind of move. If he plays, especially in that false nine role, it could become... An amazing fest. But if he doesn't play, then your captaincy is wasted. He could potentially then come on for one minute. And as you know, Pep can do things like that. Other captains to consider, you would have Gallagher against Burnley. Crystal Palace have just been on a tear. Um, They've beaten Manchester City already, literally the best team in the country. And so Gallagher is one of those key players. You could obviously consider Zaha as well. If you are a, a maverick, you've got Josh King against Manchester United. United have also been a very, very porous defense. So if you're a maverick and you, for whatever reason, would rather not captain Salah against Arsenal, then naturally um, Josh King is another place to go. And then finally, in terms of choices for captaincy, you've got Wilson against Brentford. Brentford have lost their last four games. And quite frankly, Brentford have not looked anything like themselves at all. Um, it's, it's just unfortunate to see how Brentford are essentially unfolding before our eyes, but I really hope that Brentford find a way to rescue their season before it gets too bad. Cause right now it's still fine because of the early season form, but losing four on the bounce in games, they could have either drawn or won is not a good sign in Premier League. You want to win the 50, 50 games as much as you can. All right. Now, as we get into unpacking teams, we're going to look at some of the worst defenses over the last four from an expected goals against you've got in the <laughs> worst four in reverse order united being the worst currently in terms of expected goals against then aston villa watford norwich everton and Burnley. so those are the worst teams in terms of what the potential could have been now when we unpack the actual worst teams from goals um conceded in the last four you you've got united aston villa norwich watford everton and newcastle so not, nothing surprising there in terms of what was expected and what ended up happening. It's just now you can see how sometimes you may be worse than you look and you may be better than the results show. So that's the thing about football. You want to be a little bit more balanced in just considering both what is actually happening and what should have happened. Um, one of the key things about fantasy to realize, it is all about the actual points that happen, of course. But a number of times... What should have happened also indicates what does happen. So if you're trying to make fantasy moves, at best, you also want to consider them both. It's not just one side. It's not one dimension that you got to consider. Now, on the flip side, in terms of best scoring teams, from an expected perspective, in the last four, you've got Liverpool, Chelsea, Manchester City, Arsenal and Aston Villa from an expected goals to be scored perspective. Okay, so those are the top five. You've got Leicester, Crystal Palace also around there, and Brentford, I might add. So Brentford have actually been woeful. They've not been able to score, even though they've created a bunch of chances. But now if you look at the actual goals scored, number one still Liverpool, so clearly the indications are all right. Chelsea. Then you've got West Ham, Manchester City, Arsenal, Leicester, Crystal Palace. So Crystal Palace have actually done much better Than you know their stats would show they should have a little bit but again crystal palace like i said already one of those great teams to look out for um it's one of those things you want to keep in mind so a very good set of teams to pick from burnley also surprisingly in the top half uh, when i was looking at this stat and quite frankly uh, it's one of those things of course that's Surprises you, and that's kind of how you want to make your fantasy teams as you go along. Just look out at the stats, and whatever jumps out at you is where you attack instead of doing confirmation bias, where you look at a player and try to confirm decisions that essentially confirm whatever you've decided. So, if you decided I'm going to buy Demari Gray, and then you go watching highlights of Demari Gray scoring, then obviously it makes it feel much better. But if you go in the reverse order where you look at the stats and something jumps out at you, like I didn't know this team was doing that well. Then you go out and explore what's happening there. So that's kind of almost the better way to go about it, and it produces more long term results. All right, now, uh, as we go along, let's look at the fixtures to help us decide where to make purchasing decisions. In the next four, some of the best teams to look out for in terms of making purchase decisions number one, Tottenham. They've got Leeds, Burnley, Brentford, Norwich, and Brighton in their next five. The only team in the top 10 that they play is Brighton in game week 16. So for the next four, Spurs should pick up maximum points, should pick up. Now, will they? We don't know. They've also got a new manager, so new manager bounce is expected. If you want to create your own luck, you preempt those kinds of moves. So I have brought in Regulon. I already had Harry Kane. And so now I'm hopeful that the next four produce results for me. On the other side, you've also got Newcastle. They've got a new manager as well. So Eddie Howe has now stepped in at Newcastle. They've got Brentford, Arsenal, Norwich, Burnley and Leicester to play in their next five. The Brentford game, as I already said, Brentford are already on a four game slide. They've lost the last four straight. Wouldn't be surprised if Newcastle get their first win at Brentford. So that is very possible. If you want to take on um, Wilson, this is a great time. Alan C. Maximan also has been consistent all season until his recent slump. But again, with Eddie Howe being a very attacking manager, as we saw at Bournemouth, I would expect Wilson to become an amazing asset. Matt Ritchie has already played for Eddie Howe as well. So that's another place to consider. The next team, Liverpool. Liverpool. They've got Arsenal next, of course, which is probably the toughest one. But after that, they've got Southampton, Everton, who are atrocious currently. Wolves and Aston Villa. So um, Liverpool. Liverpool is another team for you to consider. In terms of top teams, I don't know how much better it gets than Liverpool. Uh, Yeah, just, I don't know, man. I I don't know how, how else to tell you about Liverpool and what their season has been already. So Liverpool is the other place to go. You've now also got Manchester City as well. They play Everton, West Ham, Aston Villa, Watford, and Wolves. Uh, One more time for Manchester City, Everton. West Ham, Aston Villa, Watford, and Wolves. The only tough fixture really for Manchester City in that run would be West Ham. Um, West Ham is also the only top five team they play in that span. So really, if they're able to overcome West Ham as we expect then if you have Cancelo, sit back and get ready for the points. If you've also got, you know, a double up with Diaz or Laporte or Stones, you could very well be rewarded handsomely in the next coming games. Keep in mind, as we go into the Christmas break, there will be a bunch of games coming thick and fast. So make sure your bench is ready for rotations and what have you. That's also something for you to keep in mind as we go along. So, uh, Manchester City. And the last thing I want to highlight to your attention would be Crystal Palace. They've got Burnley, Aston Villa, Leeds, Manchester United, and Everton. Again, for Crystal Palace, they've got Burnley, Aston Villa, Leeds, Manchester United, and Everton. The only tough fixture there in that run looks to be Manchester United. Understandably, Aston Villa have a new manager as well, Steven Gerrard. Congratulations to him for coming over to the Premier League. But still... Aston Villa currently are one of the worst defenses matched with United in the last four. So, unless he can quickly rescue the Aston Villa situation, Crystal Palace under Vieira are a much further along project than Aston Villa who are just starting their rebuild with Steven Gerrard. Um, I should mention in the next three, Norwich, also because they've had a new manager. (laughs) Funny enough, Dean Smith has now obviously been fired at Aston Villa, but now he is the new head coach at Norwich, so Norwich may have a new manager bounce. They've got Southampton, Wolves and Newcastle in the next three. I probably wouldn't go there, but it's still worth talking about. All right, from an injury report perspective, let's go through the injuries. And I've gotten some feedback in terms of making the injuries a little more crisp and talking about maybe even what uh, the managers have said in their press conferences. So we're going to make it as quick and as delightful as possible to get us through the injuries and closing off this podcast much faster. Arsenal, Sinat Kolasinac suffered a significant ankle injury on international duty. So that's something for you to understand on the Arsenal side. Granit Xhaka is now running outside and aims to be back in full training in January. On pierre emerick Aubameyang's return early from international duty, he says, and I quote, It wasn't pre-planned. We have assessed. We have to assess him and see how he is. So that is Arteta on Aubameyang. And then on party, the note goes, he could not play for the national team. He really tried to do that because he had a massive game but he wasn't close enough to do that we have to assess today because till today he hasn't done enough so that's it on the arsenal side in terms of updates from arteta and also their um, the injury news at aston villa we've got steven gerrard saying i think it'll be too soon for douglas louise and for morgan santon tresgue is off the back of a long-term injury but we're going to try to integrate him into the team into team sessions which is now positive the rest are good to go. So that was Steven Gerrard when he was asked in his press conference about injuries. And just to mention, the rest in the quote are referring to Danny Ings, Bertra Traore and Nakamba. So Danny Ings, Triore, and Nakamba are all fine. On the Brentford side, Matthias Henson is injured. Zanka will be assessed and Visa is getting closer. That's the news from Brentford. As you know, David Raya and Aya are out until the new year. So those are already long-term injuries and they continue to remain that way. On the Brighton side, Graham Potter confirmed that Mwepo is not available for the Aston Villa game, but he should be back for the game against Leeds in game week 13. So that's the Brighton side. Uh, As you know, Sanchez got the red card, so he serves a one-match ban. Jason Steele will play as his deputy. So that has been confirmed by Graham Potter. On the Burnley side, um, Maxwell Corney was a longer injury back from in, uh, was a longer journey back from international duty, so he will be back and ready for tomorrow. So that's a quote from Sean Dyche. Um, Aaron Lennon is good after illness, so he should be good to go. Um, Ashley Barnes got a little niggle, so we'll have to look out for him. So that is the news. Uh, Dale Stevens has been on grass, but he still needs another reserve game. He is not there yet. And he is getting back to real fitness so that is the news from the burnley side all right off to chelsea what is the news there i can tell you that Mateo kovacic and romelu lukaku are out for the game in leicester tomorrow lukaku is very close to team training so hopefully he will join the squad on sunday um the he then continues on Kovacic that it'll take a few more days until he's ready to join the team he will miss some more matches polish it feels fine um On Thiago Silva, Silva will be in training. He did not play, but of course he has some travel in his body and some time differences. Let's see how this works out, but I'm confident. On Mason Mount, Mason Mount is back in training, looking hungry and fresh in a good spirit, but we need to evaluate. (laughs) I'm sorry, but we need to evaluate. He did this week training sessions, looks good, but we need to see if he can start, if he can play 90 minutes or whatever. So that's Mason Mount. Timo Werner, is in training since yesterday, so let's see. We have another training in a couple of hours. Then we will decide if it makes sense and if he's available in the squad or on the bench. We will only decide after his second training. So that's Timo Werner could make the game. Lukaku is out. Patrick Vieira confirmed that Anderson and Iberichi Izzy will be part of the Palace squad that travels to Burnley. James MacArthur is out with a hamstring problem. So that is the Crystal Palace side. Nathan Ferguson has begun training with the squad. So that finalizes Crystal Palace. Over to Everton, Rafael Benitez on Calvert-Lewin, De Koury, and, and Andre Gomez, and Mina. All of them are progressing but are not ready yet. So that is everything you need to know at Everton. So pretty quick and fast. All right, on the lead side, Bielsa on Patrick Bamford and Luke Ayling. They are not available for the game on Sunday. They are progressing positively. Um, the evolution is controlled on a da- daily basis, and I wouldn't want to give you a date that won't be met. So that was Pielsa on Bamford and Ailing. Uh, Ferpo is evolving. He is healthy. All he needs now is minutes. Cork is further away from training than Ailing and Bamford. Gerhardt will probably feature for the under 23s. So that is Gerhardt because he got injured. And then in Shackleton is a similar situation as Ferpo. He is towards the end of the process of recovery, but always. In that recovery process, when a player is healthy, they still need to be match fit to be able to play. Now, as you know, Bielsa fits versus regular fits are not the same. All right, let's decide. Um, I think most guys have come back okay. We obviously have the injury with, or the issue, sorry, with Yuri Tillemans before he left. So that puts him out for a few weeks. So Tillemans is not available. He will be back before Christmas. Uh, Mark Brighton has been in training, so that's really good news. And James Justin... He's looking really, really good in training, but it's probably a little too early for him. Um, in terms of Fofana, he says, I'm not exactly sure what date of Fofana's returning yet, but I was just watching him rehabbing on the field and he was moving really, really well with our medical and sports science team. So he's building up his fitness. So Fofana could be back. We could see him this season, which is good to see because he was gone essentially in preseason, which is an unfortunate tackle. Liverpool side, um, in terms of um, Saido um, Mane, or Sadio Manias I should say, sorry. Sado is fine, but painful, but fine. Uh, on Robertson, Robo Robert was lucky. It's a little bit of DOMS. Uh, he went off early and thankfully he did that. Okay, on Henderson, Henderson is a bit more injured than Robertson and Joe Gomez is not available. Uh, the, he then continues on Fabinho. Fabinho came only back late and he did recovery. So I hope he can train today. That's the plan. Didn't hear anything different. Navicator and James Milner are in a good way as well, getting closer. Bobby Firmino, getting closer, but not for the weekend. We'll see. That will take a little bit longer still. Over to Manchester City, Jack Grealish is getting better after going to the national team. Phil Foden came back with a knock, a problem with his leg, but is getting better. So that's why I talked about Foden being a captaincy option. Um, if Foden is, does, isn't all clear to go, then I mean, here, you, this is part of why I'm not putting him in my captaincy choices. Awesome. Okay. Uh, Guardiola confirmed that Kevin De Bruyne has tested positive for COVID-19 and will miss the Everton game. So, Kevin De Bruyne is out. Uh, Newcastle side. Uh, Eddie Howe confirmed that Paul Dummett is Newcastle's only absentee for the visit uh, at Brentford. Miguel Armouron is a late returnee from international duty with Howe set to be training him for the first time today. All right. Norwich side. Dean Smith confirmed that he had a fully fit squad from, except from Christoph Zimmerman. So that's Norwich. Everybody is available. Southampton side. Um, Not much different from the past. We have only Jack Stevens out. Everybody else is fit. Everybody is on the pitch. So Southampton, no injuries other than Jack Stevens. Tottenham side. Conte confirmed that uh, Cristiano Romero is injured. The defender will have to wait 7 to 10 days for another scan before a more accurate prognosis can be given. He also said that Los Also picked up an injury from the international break and is a doubt for Sunday. Uh, Hoiberg will be assessed in training today as well. With Oliver Skip suspended, uh, Harry Winks or Ndombele will get the nod to replace him. Over to Watford. I'm very happy with these 10 to 15 days. This is from Ranieri because they came back early and only Sierra Alta is out. I don't know if it's a little injury. Tomorrow we check. This is what, when his players return from the international break. So Cabacella is still injured with a hamstring. Sema with a knee. Um, Peter Etsebo with a thigh is still out. West Ham. David Moyes says that everybody looks okay following their return from international break. Angelo Ogbonna will need knee surgery over the next couple of days and is set for a lengthy spell out. So only Ogbonna is out on the West Ham side. From Wolves, uh, Bruno Large confirmed that Marcel is in contention to return for Wolves, but um, eight Nuri will keep his place. So if you're wondering and you have eight Nuri, he should be fine. Uh, On Jimenez, he says, We don't have too many players, so I cannot put anyone under risk for a game. Raul arrived yesterday afternoon, so he had time to rest and recover. He trained today, so now we're going to make the best decision for tomorrow. So that, ladies and gentlemen is your injury report on teams in the Premier League. All right. Now, as we go into game week 12, I want to wish you all the best if you are considering any price changes that are last minute. Uh, I just want to remind you of some players who have changed in price. Um, min Son is now 10.3, looking like he might rise to 10.4 before the game week. James, Rich James at Chelsea, is already at 5.9. Gallagher has gone up two times over the international break to now 5.9. Harry Kane at 12.2. Emil Smith-Rowe, 5.8. Alexander-Arnold at 7.7. Joao Cancelo is now at 6.5. McCarthy, 4.6. Phil Foden is at 8.3. Wilf Zaha is at 7.0 million. And Guaita 4.6. A bunch more also to still keep coming. Salah is now 13. Officially the most expensive still maintaining his title. Um, Callum Wilson, 7.4. Trossar, 6.5. Ben Johnson, who I want to mention at West Ham, has been deputizing at right back, now priced at four. Um, since Sufal got injured, Ben Johnson came in, has kept his place since Sufal is back, but we will see now with the next coming games if Sufa will take his place back or Johnson will maintain his position at 4.0, at the right back at West Ham. Livermento, 4.6. Jared Bowen at 6.4. Gabriel Magalish at Arsenal at 5.1 and Ramsdale at 4.8. Ladies and gentlemen, I wish you all the best in game 12. When you are going to continue to be green, I'll catch you later. Goodbye.